You're listening to Extra Time Podcast. Yo. Hallo, hallo. Yo, Sema, man. Eh, Sema Zuhum, ni Clint up on Avena at Extra Time Podcast. Hey, Zao. How are you, man? You sound like a happy person, Bana. Yeah, I mean, what's there to be sad about? Yeah, since Arsenal are winning against the big six, Cindy, oh? Uh, no, we haven't won any, but <laughs> we will. Yeah, so we usually say on Even this podcast... Ma, ma yeah, so we usually say on this podcast... That uh-huh. the litmus test for Arsenal is against the big six sides. So you've oh, lost okay. currently two two games against the big six. I mean, uh, <laughs> I think everybody's going to lose those two games against the big six, bro. Ah, come on now. Come on now. United you had a good... Rec- you genuinely think United stand a chance in all, in all their turmoil? The, the that was, zoom, uh, that zoom, was then. Zoom, that, zoom, zoom. I will not allow you to be clickbaited into <laughs> Manchester United. Please, let's just stick to Arsenal. Ah, this guy. We are playing the two best teams in the league. And, Venon, and yeah. We have we we visited the Etihad and we visited Anfield, the two toughest uh, away grounds but in the top six sides. And mm-hmm. we currently have the second best defense in the league. Yes, and four games in. Though. And when you look at the result, this could have been if if this was the typical Arsenal team that we normally have going into it yet, Yeah, this could have been a solid four-five. But yeah. you lost. Yeah. But you yeah. lost. So when you lose by one, wait. To me, that's a sign of improvement. What really? So the yes. fact that you lost is a sign of improvement. Please let's not have a discussion with somebody who's considered five at home. <laughs> United fans. Yeah. The more objective one. Yeah. Okay, so actually it's not a lot, just like a couple. There's mm-hmm. not that many of them. Uh-huh. Of course. United. Of course. Yeah. Um uh, and they they watched the game against the uh, City and they thought to themselves, you know what? Arsenal look very good right now. The fact that they can go toe to toe with City. Yeah. And play the football that they're playing. I mean, City have a better press as far as I'm concerned than Manchester United, Chelsea. Uh, Tottenham and all these guys, and if we're technically comfortable against the top, the top two teams in the in the country, yeah. Honestly, I'm looking at United, Leicester, Chelsea, Tottenham, all these guys, even Wolves, and then I'm looking at them. I'm thinking I'm not entirely bothered, really. I mean, maybe they can get a result against us, but I'm very confident, especially now that it's party time. Mm. One, there, there are people who feel he should have started. Mm-hmm. And then there are people like me who felt he shouldn't even have played. Like he should have. Best case scenario, what just happened? Because mm-hmm. I felt City was too soon. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts that. about him? And uh, also, to mm-hmm. add on that, what are your thoughts about him looking forward? Okay, so uh, let me start start with the the. City the game. game first and whether he should have started or not. Okay. I genuinely think... I gen, I genuinely wanted him to start because... And it wasn't because of... Um, you know, I'm excited about him as a player and the value that he brings. And no, no I, th- I thought to myself, if we play again in a midfield two, mm-hmm. essentially in the 3-4-3, three, three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we play again in the midfield two, we're going to struggle against... Man City and they're going to control the game people are going to look at that game and going to see that we're, we're trying to hit them on the counter and they're going to think to themselves that you know maybe Arteta is just a pragmatic manager who likes hitting play, uh, do- 
dominant teams on the counter. But I thought if he put in Thomas Partey, or even if he played in the midfield three, we had the back, we had the defenders, and we have the midfielders to try and dominate the game because. I've never seen I've never seen Jaka, Ceballos, Saka, Tierney, you know all these guys, even Bellerin and them. I've never seen them play out the back this well. This was as good as I've seen us pass the ball for a very very long time. And if we had a midfield three, mm-hmm. regardless of whether Thomas Partey started or not, I think we would have been able to compete with uh, Man City because you could see that uh, Raheem Sterling, Aguero. Uh, Phil Foden, Bernardo, and Rodri. Yeah, they they kept they kept shuffling and rotating in that midfield and causing a lot of out, like they just they were outnumbering us and making it a lot easier for themselves to play against us. But then once we noticed that, we started being a bit more compact and forcing them wide. But even then, I mean, obviously they're still dangerous. Yes. But my point is, I didn't want them to have the ball as much as they did. Possessive football. Yeah, I, I thought that the only way we could stop them from having the ball as much is by having the kind of player that Thomas Partey is in midfield to help Xhaka and Ceballos. Xhaka, I mean, Ceballos, he's he's not a defensive midfielder. And uh, at the international break, he, he was interviewed in Spain and he was asked what he thought about his new role. And he said it's a bit too defensive, right? He has, to, he has a lot more defensive duties. But think about how we can unlock him if, we move him for, further forward, and then you have someone else to maybe mind the defensive duties more than Ceballos would. You understand? Yes. And I thought we could have gone. I thought we went toe to toe with them, man. Sometimes we played the ball out of the back from from Man City's press. They had to stop pressing us because they knew they couldn't get the ball. We were so comfortable, and that's why essentially I wanted us to do that because I thought, yeah, we could play like Leicester, you know, sit sit back and 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 hit them on the counter, but. Is that really a statement performance? Is that is that not the kind really. of performance that? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's 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 more of the same. And I genuinely believe we're going to evolve how we play and how people think of us as as a team uh, when we're on the ball. By the time the end of the season comes, I think people are going to look at Arsenal going like, "Yeah, you guys started off as a counter-attacking team, but looking at you now, you guys are very strong in terms of possession. You guys can break down teams, and you're dominant." That's what I expect to happen. Now, you also asked me about Thomas Partey, right? And yes. uh, you know, you know, we let go of our um, head head of scouting uh, department, Francis Kagigao, or something like that. Yeah, uh, he's an interesting so witty name. Yeah, um, he's he's been at the club for over twenty years. I think from the time even before Arteta, uh, sorry, even awesome. before Arsene Wenger came. Yeah, um, just just before the game week started, there was an article that came out, and he said that he thinks that Thomas Partey has been playing with the handbrake on. Okay, yeah. now this is a guy who's been scouting Thomas Partey since Thomas Partey was in Almeria. That's around 2014, 2015 times. Mm-hmm. So. Upwards of five years, he's been scouting Thomas Partey. And I read another article discussing how Thomas Partey, you know, for example, in Ghana, he can, he's, he's sometimes deployed as a second striker. Sometimes he's deployed as the, atta- the attacking midfielder. Uh, he's never really de- deployed as a central defensive midfielder. And guess what? Statistically, it backs him up because... Now that he finds himself further forward in the national setup, mm-hmm. he has 10 goals in 27 appearances. 
So he's not this brute central defensive midfielder who's six foot one who's going to come and just you know body people around. I knew Ewatu, Abebeewatu, Apanapale, Awaskume, Skume. No, he has a lot more to his game, and I think because people don't watch La Liga and especially Atletico Madrid that much, you know, where you're like focusing on the game, you're not even checking on your phone. Yeah. That people, because people don't watch that attentively, they have this perception of him that he's this just African central defensive midfielder. No, like Wanyama maybe. Yeah. A holding fielder. That's all he is. Mm. You know? And and they, I think I think he could um grace the Premier League in a very similar way to Yaya Toure. Think about Yaya Toure. Came from yeah. La Liga. That was actually who I was going to compare to because I was going to ask you, is he the next Yaya Toure? Let me tell you. Let me tell you why I think there's a possibility that might happen. Oh. Uh, because yeah, we know Yaya Toure, of course, had to play with the handbrakes on in Barcelona. Yes. You know? Uh, and he came to the Premier League seen as this big uh, central central defensive midfielder. Yeah. But when he came onto the Premier League, who was making all those progressive runs from midfield? 60-yard dribbles before he goes on to score. It was Yaya Toure, right? Yes. You're listening to Extra Time Podcast. So Zuhum, yeah. we mm. we wanna get to looking at your using your unbiased eyes. I wanna know yeah. like looking at the league in a whole and there people are conceding three goals in the <laughs> second half. People are like yeah. not keeping clean sheets. You know, VVD is oh, yeah. injured. Do you see like mm. there being a new champion this season? No, no. Really? I think things. Yeah, I think things will even out. I was actually um, just listening to the FPL podcast from Premier League themselves, right? Yeah. And there was one particular guy who said he, he let go of Dominic Calvert-Lewin and mm. James Rodriguez. He traded them in mm. after game week five. Why? Because uh, he wants to, he expects that they will start digressing. Did you guys know, apparently, that James Rodriguez, for example, has has this many, two assists and yeah. three goals, I think, but uh-huh. he's had the fewest amount of touches in the box. So it speaks to an essence of fortune, you know, things just falling into place. Wow. And I wow. think I think even even when you think about someone like uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, right? Yeah. He's going on this run of goals. But I think the kind of goals he's scoring, they're, they're also, they, he also needs things to fall into place. He's going to be a poaching kind of striker. Yeah. And there's going to be a dry spell coming through. And when that dry spell comes, these teams like Everton, Leicester, they're going to get found out. I mean, look at Leicester already. This mm. is someone you guys expect to... Uh, someone you guys and myself, we, are, we both expect us... We, we both, sorry, we both expect Leicester to challenge for the top four. However, they get beaten by Aston Villa last yeah. minute. Yeah. Uh, after beating Man City, which should have been a massive confidence. Exactly. Beat them 5-2, they go and get spanked by West Ham 3-4-0. Yeah. I mean... It's, but, it's, but that brings me to another point. You see, mm. uh, there's been a big scorelines, a whoopings to be exact, among yeah. the top six. So, uh, mm. City have gotten theirs. United have gotten theirs. Yeah. Did you think Arsenal is next? Because No. Each, each big team will... No, let, no. Let's just be honest, guys. No. Can I tell you? Each can team I, this season will Venom, get a spanking. You want to answer this? Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Venom. Venom sounds like you want to speak. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I, I'm, I just, I'm just surprised how we can afford to ask such a question of, after you've eloquently <laughs> yeah, described how Pat is adding... It's fine. What, what value Pat is adding to Arsenal and also yes. the defensive... Like, our defense being... I'm telling yes. you, that whooping... 
ilikuwa hii weekend the one should have yeah. been this weekend Sorry. that's what i'm telling you but you see it's it's the usual 4 5 nil versus man city but for us to reduce all whoopings, that to a struggling 1 nil shows how much arsenal has improved those whoopings i'm talking about are not coming from teams you would expect to whoop you guys would you expected leicester to beat man city we expected yeah. leicester to beat man city 5-2 we expected yeah. leicester to win but not by 5 but but i mean where i take confidence right uh venetic uh where yeah. i take confidence is the fact that you know we've we we played west ham venetic mm. and yeah. they were they were a very strong opposition to play we played them at the emirates but we came through with the win even without Gabriel uh, without sorry not Gabriel without Thomas Partey being added to the team. Now, what I want to speak to overall in terms of that spanking question, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to get spanked because mm. if anything our strength right now is our defense. And I'm not just talking like uh in terms of the goals we've conceded this season, but from the beginning of this from the beginning of our Tetris tenure at 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 on his 31st match ever as as uh, an actual manager let alone an arsenal manager his first ever 30 31 games arsenal conceded either one goal or uh kept a clean sheet in 25 of those games mm-hmm. so clearly overall we're a much tougher team to beat defensively speaking yeah see it's crazy and the adding and the signing of gabriel by the way who mm. i think currently is better than any center back at man united he's better oh. than any center back at tottenham he's better than any center back at chelsea and he's better than any center back at uh, leicester leicester of course of course i Did mean you say liverpool you, as well and currently and currently liverpool Nah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and currently, currently, no, currently, currently, Liverpool is without Vivi. That's what I'm saying. Currently, yeah. I, do, I don't want to speak about Virgil Van Dijk yet or his absence because yeah. I want to see how Liverpool adapt exactly. to his absence. True. But I genuinely believe this guy is going to be a, a world-class centre back. And, and mm. the thing is, yeah, he might he might go through in the future. He might go through a bit of. Uh, a run of form that's that's a bit poor a purple patch i get that every player goes through that you know? exactly but, like, like united currently yeah mm. yeah like united currently but com- this guy is commanding he is big and he's making david luiz look good mm, exactly I give credit i have to give credit to david luiz because yes he's been playing better he's our organizer and at the back right one thing he's i can agree captain. with you is like he has that kind of shit house about him you know Like yeah. you saw what he did against Bernardo Silva in the game against yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't care. Mm. Even even before that, in his first game against um uh that that Fulham striker. Ah, I can't Mitrovic. No, not Mitrovic. Um is he is he English? Is it the black guy? Lukman? Uh, Lukman? Oh, no, no, not Lukman, not Lukman, not Lukman. He's a big stri- uh, striker. I forgot his name, guys. Uh it's okay. The name is Casey. The point is, mm. this guy is supposed to be, you know, a big quick and powerful striker from Fulham but Gabriel manhandled him and that's the thing you're not just seeing impressive performances from Gabriel i mean you saw how many times David Luiz stepped into midfield to intercept the ball from a Man City pass mm. you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. we're just looking so solid and now when you add the defensive attributes of Thomas Partey which you can't deny right yeah i think we're going to be so strong man i think that defensive solidity Uh, there was someone. There was someone. I want to mention this. There was someone I, I read. Uh, I'm sure Venet reads them. Uh, read his blog. His name is Ars Blog. Many years ago, when we had 
the, the third best defense in the league, Merchisacker and Koscielny, we also had a very strong attack. And the reason we had that strong attack is because the two centre-backs were playing fantastically well, Koscielny and Merchisacker, and our two central midfielders were covering them very well, Kazorla and Kokolan. Now, what I'm trying to point out is that Thomas Partey coming in will help stabilize our defense, but by stabilizing our defense, our forward players are just going to be unlocked. I think they're yeah. going to be unleashed. Yeah. Because when you have that strong foundation down the spine yeah. and at the back as well in terms of your back five, because it's not just our back two, huh? it's not our, just our centre-backs, also, also our, our keeper is fantastic. Uh, Kieran Tierney is brilliant and Hector Bellerin has been improving immensely. True. So I think our back five is re- ready to go. Now, I think I want to ask you guys a question. Yeah. Venom, I think I'll, I'll keep you aside for this one. I'm asking Clint. Yeah. Who out of the top six sides is looking the best play to have the most serious top four con- uh Challenge. Serious top four challenge? Currently. Currently, yeah. Uh, I have to go with Spurs. Spurs. Spurs, yeah. Spurs just drew three. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. And before that. You think, for some reason, you mm. think maybe over Arsenal they they stand a better chance? Yeah, because we are seeing Hurricane is a different animal this season. He's scoring goals and assisting. And Gareth Ah, Bell, let's not. Did you see his pass to Son? Yeah. To the first goal? Fantastic. And then the Southampton game. You remember the Southampton game? Brilliant. At three assists. Yeah. 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 So, Hurricane, uh, uh, Son, and uh, Gareth Bale, who actually came on and didn't actually impact that much, but they look solid and they're scoring goals for fun. Well, I agree with you, Mm. but your argument there is half. It's not a full argument because, Mm. yes, they scored their goals. Son, Hurricane scored two. Gareth Bale may have had the fourth even. Harry mm. Kane even hit the post against West Ham yeah. with his left. You saw that shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're not talking about their defense. They still have Davinson Sanchez. No, cons- more, no more Vertonghen, by the way. The mm. main part was Vertonghen, Alderweireld. That mm. was a strong defense. Mm. But you have Davinson Sanchez. You still have Serge Aurier. Mm. And their players are, whether you like it or not, injury-prone. Davinson Sanchez, really? injury-prone. Serge Aurier, yeah. Uh, Musa Sissoko injury prone. Harry okay. Kane injury prone. Oh. Yeah, oh, so I mean they have a lot of players that are injury prone, and the thing is, they're not just the players that are on the sides of the formation. No, mm. these are right down the spine. Yeah, right down the spine. Musa Sissoko spine. Spine. Yeah. Sanchez, spine. spine. Yeah. And, and regardless of his uh, of his of his injuries and his injury concerns, Davinci mm. Sanchez is also mistake. He's an error prone defender. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm not too bothered by Spurs. I mean, there was a lot of guys reaching out to me, Venice. They were like, eh, I know you You think um, you think Spurs can win the league and it's like your worst <laughs> nightmare. I'm like, first of all, no. Uh, uh, Spurs winning the league. And this was 3-0 at halftime. Mm. Uh, for Spurs winning the league, uh, no. Um, second of all, I don't even worry about that because I don't know many Spurs fans. Not many people do. And... Um, Third of all, game in the 90 both. Yeah, game in the 90. That first half, they blitzed West Ham. Yeah, they did. And they should have been 4 0 up before West Ham even. 4 or 5. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. You see, like, with Spurs, it's still too soon. 
for me, I'm not even trying to like be biased or anything. And I hope, I hope that comes to show. But Arsenal look the most stable. Arsenal do look the most stable. Their defense is most most stable. United's defense is all over the place, and I think mm. that's going to show a bit more today. Uh, Maguire yeah. is not available. Maguire is uh, out. Maguire is not available. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are stuck with Lindelof and Phil Jones. And uh, what? wait, Phil Jones is serious. <laughs> Wait, wait Phil Jones? Jones? Yeah, Jones, Jones. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, hey, but guys, listen, yeah. Hey, followers, wait, wait, wait. Fans, fans, fans of the Extra Time Podcast, please, if you gamble, please, wake a thaw against United. Wake a thaw against United. Christmas will come saying, early. No, Phil I'm Jones. Not saying, I'm not saying the miracle in France will not happen again, but wait, history, is, history is on our side. Is Jones on his way to France right now? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but guys, the miracle in France will happen. No, no, no. We no have... Wait, so wait, wait, wait. Before we get into the miracle in France, yeah. okay? uh, I just want to point it out. Does, does Chelsea look stable? They're just like Tottenham. Sindil. Exactly. Going forward, yeah. very scary. Yeah. But at the back, are, do they have stability? No. No. And f- funny thing is, they have Rudiger, an uh, experienced defender there, and they're not using him. Comes up. Mm. So they're trusting so, Christensen so, and so Zuma. That's Chelsea. So that's Chelsea. Yeah. And that's, that's Tottenham. We've gotten that out of the way. Mm. Let's look at Leicester. Of course, they don't look stable. They look like they have more problems than defensive issues. Injuries. Uh, yeah, injuries, defensive issues. And even going forward, Ayose Perez, for example, is useless. Mm. And, and they need uh, him to work with James Madison. Who else is a contender for Ma- top four guys? Wait, 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 wait. Also, something that... Uh, um, you know guys are talking about VVD being injured? Yeah. Also, Leicester, their key, their talisman, uh, Soyunku. Yeah, he's also yeah, out. He's out. Yeah. yeah, so out, huh? and oh, and with that also, I've seen. Ar- okay, they they're now losing clean sheets. Yeah, mm. but don't you think, guys? There no been. There's no like. Okay, apart from let's say Gabriel, mm-hmm. they are not none of those solid defenders you can find in the Premier League right currently. Because look at no 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 wait letting in goals, wait, wait a team that is good right now. Clean sheet. Tell me a clean sheet in the Premier League, man. Aston Villa. Yeah. True. Yeah. I think I mean, they are, they are, they are, they are, they're having like even three wolves, of them. Even Wolves, yeah. Even yeah. Wolves. yeah. 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 Wolves, no, wolves have, Loni, Bamba. Have. Wolves, they've made, they've sold Doherty. Yeah. In comes Emedo. They've sold, uh, there's some people who have gone on, on loan. They have immediately replaced. Replaced, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but look at it. Look at it, man. Look at it. If we look at Arsenal's uh, goals, right? We've conceded six after going to the Etihad. And Anfield. There's a reason for that. Mm. You get what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we've only scored eight. So that's something we need to figure out. But, <laughs> but the point is, that's the team, us and Aston Villa, and I know Aston Villa will fall away at some point, but that's the team that's, uh, in my opinion, looking the most solid. If you look at uh, Wolves, yeah, they've, they've conceded seven, actually. Zoom, you forgot to mention mm-hmm. Everton. Mm. Guys are, are, are counting out Everton. I am counting out everything. Really? Yeah. Cause what? They, they have at some point. At some, I know. I know. I know what you. I know what you're about to say. They, mm. yeah, they've conceded seven goals and scored fourteen. They have they a have, spine. Still unbeaten. Yeah, they, they're still unbeaten. Their spine is amazing. Like they have a good spine. I wouldn't say amazing. I wouldn't say amazing. Calvert Lewin is proof. Like all of a sudden, he's well, <laughs> he's scoring goals oh, for fun. How, how do you say spine and then Unanza Nakitra? Love no one Nakimi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeri wait, 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 let's start with the basic, basic question, because yeah. 
because uh, um now apart any water wawili i want you guys to also meet at the center nice. so uh, let's start with you zoom do you think mm. everton's performance this season is good yeah, yeah. Uh, number two. do you expect this form to continue let's say let's say adi december adi december yeah i can say good form but not perfect they're not going to be top by december okay And mm. where do you see them finishing let's say Mushwa season? Because my I I I I personally I ha- I have my money on Europa League. Yeah, I think I think that they'll be strong contenders for Europa League. But seriously, think about it guys. They played a Tottenham side that looked what, like it wasn't ready for the league. So no, that was the first game they won 1-0. No. Yeah. They beat uh, West Brom and West Brom got a red card. Right, and mm-hmm. before the red card, West Brom looked like they were still in the game. No, yeah. true. They they beat Crystal Palace two one. Okay, yeah. They yeah. beat West Ham four one in the EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup. They beat Brighton four two, mm-hmm. and they had a bit of luck. Mm-hmm. And they got a point when they should have lost against Liverpool. But so out of the two teams, out of the two big teams that they played, they got a point, and they beat one at the beginning of the season. So I mean, they've been convincing. Mm. to a certain extent but they haven't been oh top four uh, top four contender form you know yeah but one thing you've yeah. mentioned which i like is you need luck to to win some games in the premier league you always need luck even if it's var yeah. even if it's like uh, penalty shot or whatever you need luck yeah but to your point but to yeah. your point as well that luck evens out for the rest of the season if you start getting lucky now mm. at some point in the season it's going to come back to bite you in the rear no yeah and and it did didn't it I mean Jordan Pickford wasn't sent off immediately. Yes. But now Richarlison is banned for three games. Oh. True. Yeah, so, true. Yeah. So it evens out, it evens out throughout the rest of the season. I guess you need luck. We needed a bit of luck. Yeah. There was a we needed a bit of luck. Uh City needed a bit of luck. Uh, of course, of course you need luck. Yeah, I completely agree, but mm. it evens out throughout the rest of the season and I just don't think that Everton defensively speaking have enough squad depth and Michael Keane yeah. and and Yerry Mina they have issues man look yeah. at how easy that goal they conceded against Liverpool was don't you think that was a soft goal to concede in the first few minutes there are so many goals we can analyze uh, about, about Everton, Everton conceding that I, I even I'm surprised when they keep a clean sheet that is if they yeah, do yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so zoom uh it's been a pleasure as always man thank you so much for coming through on this episode as, All right, man, no he has a yeah yeah we of course have to no 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 he has this is where he plugs in he has a, your, a, I, I, that's what i'm saying man <laughs> why are you disrupting me when i'm talking no you know with united fans you never know <laughs> <laughs> so of course you have to like plug you in man and of course you have a podcast we heard about and we've listened to yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, thank you. just tell us what it's about and like uh give us a brief and where you can guys can get your podcast at Oh, nice. I really appreciate that. Um, so it's called the Nearly Footballers Podcast. And essentially, it's run by uh, me and my a couple of my friends who were nearly footballers themselves. I mean, we all suffered our different challenges. Yeah. Um, and we all kind of came close to making it pro. Maybe not at a very high level, mm. but at the very least, uh, a pro, pro contract. Um, wow. And I just feel like sometimes uh, people... talk about football without truly understanding the nature of the game you know yeah, yeah. uh you know, i mean and and it's not necessarily a knock on them but it's kind of like to help understand what goes through uh footballers yeah 
and the challenges that they face on the pitch and off the pitch with obviously your very healthy dose of banter. Yeah. So yeah, man, uh, I'd love to have you guys on the next uh, episode when uh, some of the big teams play. I know United play Chelsea, and sure. uh, I know soon enough we're going to play United. So Valence uh, might might be interesting to keep you in. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in let's, let's make it up. So, where can where can they find you guys at? All right. Uh, so they can find us on uh, Apple Podcast. Yeah. Uh, at Nearly Footballers Podcast, uh, uh-huh. we, we can find us on Overcast. They can find us on Sounder. Yeah. Uh, they can also find us on Google Podcast now uh, and on YouTube. So yeah, we're gonna start uploading videos of our episodes on YouTube as well. Uh, and we're obviously in terms of our socials, we have uh, Twitter. We're Nearly Footballers Podcast on Twitter uh, and on IG and on Facebook. So that's as far as we go for now. All right. Nice, nice, nice. So thank you so much for coming through Zoom. So, no, man, you guys always invite me, man. It's a, it's a BD now. Every uh, scratch your back. You've been listening to Extra Time Podcast.